that. That was what me how the following Sunday gone. Then he said, on the following Sunday, this girl who, she was just a girl in the church. She didn't bring him two urban buses like you have been doing. Or two sprinters. She brought him two metros. <laughs> two metro buses. He was there when she called. That she's coming. Please, what should she do? And she arrived at the swollen Sunday with two metro buses. Ordinary girl. But somebody, she was not a basenta leader. She was just there because, you know, the camp, this is one of the few camps we've not opened and said, bring the people who are assisting, helping, blah, blah, blah. That's how she came to that camp. When she arrived. And he came to see me the Sunday after the Swollen Sunday. He said, today too, she brought one metro. She deals in metro, metro, metro bus, metro. I said, somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. You are crying over 15-seater Evan bus or 23-seater Sprinter. Two Evan. The point I'm making is that nobody knew she had gathering power. They didn't know. They didn't know. And after the meeting, when they were sitting down and they were going to, then she showed how she got two Do you know a metro bus? Do you know a metro bus? Uh Uh-huh. Because as I'm saying, some of you are like, you don't know what a metro is. We, dear, we sit in VIP. We don't know metro. <laughs> hey, Kufobas, Kufobas. She brought two to church. I see somebody bringing this nice problem. Metro buses, metro. You'll be calling your center like they say, please, I need some help. Please, the metro, where should we pass? We can't come and park on that our road. What should we do? Where should we place them? Somebody receive it. Receive it. Receive it. <laughs> Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So when you get back, people, ordinary people, you were just an ordinary person. In fact, you are still an ordinary person. But somebody has looked at you and said, I think you can do a little. I think you can do something. And some of you are doing not just a little, a lot. How many of you have been surprised at some things you've been able to do? Some of the things you've been able to do. Some of you didn't even know before that you could bend your body and do dance until someone said dance. Yes. So you came and somebody said, Will you, can you, will you, will you join? And he said, Let me try. And suddenly you realize that your legs have a life of their own when they are allowed to just. Yeah. yeah. You will find out that many of the dancers, they were not clubbers, many were not street dancers, nothing. Nothing. When they came to church, that's when they came to discover, Son, I can dance. But you are sitting on them. Hey. And so tonight, I'm telling you, get off. Allow them to do this. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want to give you what I would like to call a plan that we have for every month. Is it okay? A plan that we have for each month. For two weeks of the month, we will be doing massive visitation every month. You are visiting all your members. Massive visitations. Are you there? Yeah. Not only on Saturdays. Put some during the week so that you are not too stressed out. Is it okay? And then on the third and fourth weeks, we'll have massive outreaches. Third or fourth week. Are you there? And then the Sunday after that, it won't be a swollen Sunday. It will be a what? It will be a what? Gentle swell. A gentle swell. A gentle swell. Why do we call it a gentle swell? You know how it is when we are doing swollen Sunday. Just say, stretched. But this year we are moving towards soul winning, yes, and also growing the church. Swollen Sundays bring a lot of excitement. We really love it. But unless we get another instruction, for now we're going for the gentle swells because they work better in terms of your retaining people. You will call up all your members, the people you have not seen them for a month, those who have been running away, when you went to do your outreach, those who you want to Christ, all of them. And then you bring them on that one Sunday. Is it okay? Is it okay? Are you going to take part? I pray that you are going to take part. Amen.
Now, I want to share with you something that I call how to be a good worker. I notice that some of you don't know what's expected of you. Uh -huh. So it, that's one of the reasons why you keep on tripping up. So I want to share with you, if you are going to be good at what you do, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? Is that okay? Because some of you, when you were called to come and work, you thought that you could be sleeping. Then you wake up on one day and work and then go back to bed. Then you suddenly discover that it's not like that. And you're still wondering that. So what exactly? What exactly? Number one, we have talked about this already to some degree, so I'm just underlining it again. Have a personal relationship with God. And we're really going to try to make it work this year. Amen? Your what? Personal. Your personal relationship with God. Your own prayer time. Your own, uh, what? Quiet time. Amen? Now, I keep meeting people who say it's a struggle. I have a question for you. What do you expect it to be? And then now we expected something different. Anna. If you became a Christian and you never learnt it as a habit, you will struggle until it becomes a habit. So we are going to be on. It will become a habit. Yeah. We'll be on it until it becomes a habit. Is that okay? Your own personal relationship with God. Many Christians today don't have a personal relationship with God. That's why they need somebody else to pray for them all the time. But you are going to have a personal what? relationship with God. A personal quiet time. Every day. The best time for your quiet time is in the morning. But let me tell you something. If the morning ain't working, put it where it will work. I have to just say it. Because depending on what you are doing. Yeah. Are you there? An Akito student, you sleep in the morning. Okay, then do it in the night. Ah, put it where it will what? Work. But have that quiet time. Whatever you do, Read a scripture, take some time and meditate on that scripture and pray. Hey, hmm. one day we will, one day on a Tuesday we'll go through what it is to have a quiet time again. I notice we have to keep on doing it. We have to keep on doing it until people understand it. So maybe this coming Tuesday, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Number two, listen to preaching messages and watch word videos. Listen. Listen to them. Listen to them. Every Monday, listen to the podcast from the week before, from the, from the Sunday before. But not only that, make it a habit to listen to messages. After all, you're always listening to something and watching something. So if you want to be good at what you do, then you watch the ones that are in that direction. You want to be a good surgeon, you'll be watching the slides of the new things that have come out and practicing them. That's a good surgeon. You want to be a good Christian, you do the Christian one. But some of you, you have so much movie time, but so little. Eh. Then you are wondering why your center or your center is not working. With what is it supposed to work? It's just a question. How is it supposed to work? How? How? If you removed, you reduced your movie time a little and spent it on some videos, Christian videos, you will be amazed at how your spirituality will go up. Yeah. So listen to the message. And you see, it is ignorant people who wake up and say, eh, oh, me, I don't listen to anybody's message. I read the Bible. You don't listen to anybody's message. And usually I cannot see a lot of fruit too as they are saying these 20 things. I can't see a lot of fruit. I don't understand. If you are a doctor who wants to learn to do operation, watch one, assist one, do one. You want to preach, watch one, assist one, do one. Why are you quarreling? Why are you quarreling? Are you there? For many years, I've done crusades for many years, but I always struggled over the preaching. Then one day I said, but you are doing a foolish thing. You have been listening to messages, uh, but you have not listened to the messages that are crusade ones. From the day I started listening, my struggle disappeared. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter the setting. We will bore word. Yeah. We'll bore word. And many places that I go, the men of God who are sitting on the thing, they are the ones who come and say, in fact, the word. Yeah. 
I just smile to myself. Me, Papa, It's just my, my ah. But when I come and I stand there and I'm quoting the scriptures from the same Bible, you don't know that it's my father who taught me. Yeah. Are you there? So, so listen to the messages. You want to preach? You can preach. You can preach. Just follow somebody who's preaching. Learn. And our father is a very good preacher. In case you don't know, I have to tell you because some of you are whom I saw is plenty. I don't know many preachers that people can sit in one place listening to. 10 hours, 8 hours, 16 hours. I don't know many. Many preachers is one hour. 45 minutes. They are maximum one hour. No, their people are tired. They are also tired. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 2. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that speak unto me. So it just tells you that somebody speaking to you can have a spiritual effect. Yes. Yes. There are people who have killed people based on the spiritual effect of a film. Yeah. You see, the white man, when he doesn't want to stop something, they say, you know, it's not proven scientifically. We don't care if it's proven scientifically. There is the evidence right there in front of you. Statistics tell you, tells you what you wanted to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. So you cannot deny the statistics. It's very clear. Some have even used the methods that they saw in the film. Why should you leave it for the devil? Why? So it means that you too, if you spend some time, invested some time, and for us, we are blessed. All the videos are free. Everything. Everything is free. You will learn so much if you can, if you can be bothered. <laughs> I'm teaching you how to be good at what you do. Number three, take part in the fasting. It's part of life. Paul told us often he was tired. Second Corinthians eleven twenty seven, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. He was a different kind of man of God. No wonder, more than almost half of the New Testament, he wrote it. Yeah. Those sacrifices that we do know, that's the strength, that's your power. So when you can't fast, you can't pray, hey. Hmm. Hmm? You can't lay down your stomach. So what can you lay down? Let me just tell you something, eh? If you cannot lay down your stomach, eh? That appendage in front of you also, you can't lay it down. I haven't called anybody's name. If you understand such things, you understand what I'm saying. Your ordinary stomach, because that thing in front of you, it has a life of its own. Your stomach doesn't have a life of its own. Your stomach, that's what you tell it. And if the stomach that you tell it what to do, you can't put it down. Is it this thing in front of you? Is that the one who you'll be able to tell it to lie down? Let's be serious. Let's be serious. <laughs> sit down, sit down. I'm just asking you a simple question. Just your stomach, that's in your control. You can't put it down. Uh, that thing that has a life of its own. Yeah. That's why the Bible says that by means of a warish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. The what? A man is brought, brought to by his eyes. The jury is out. Are we not there watching a certain video? Don't even laugh for a minute. You don't know what's on the way for you. They have brought a grown-up. They have made him like a child. Ah, I want to see what you are wearing. All because of their inability. Are you here? 
Don't joke with it. Don't laugh at all. You are now coming. Do you know what's waiting for you? Do you know what's waiting for you? You have not met a certain somebody yet. No, it's true. Don't laugh at all. I say you don't know. You have no idea. You see, sometimes when you read the commentary, you see people defending. You see, the people who are defending him, eh, they have been there before. Yeah. They have been there before. So when you are laughing, be careful. You have no idea what is lying there. <laughs> when you see, you should plead for mercy for yourself. Mercy. Mercy for yourself. Because this small fasting that we're doing today, 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. Just 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Ah, among people who have fasted sparrow fast five days, what is 4 a.m. to 4 p.m.? What is it? And I want to know. And look at that way. You are feeling sleepy. Hello? I'm trying to let you see something. Yeah. So the fasting too is part of the church. And some of you have made yourself separate. Don't separate yourself. Don't separate yourself at all. Oh, mommy, but me, I saw you drinking Coke this morning. Did they have me giving commentary? When I was doing my share, where were you? Uh huh. I have won the right to drink my coffee as I'm fasting. It's my choice. It's my choice. It's my choice. Yeah. Are you there? It's my choice. You have now come. Are you there? You remember when we were doing the five days? I told you I won't do it. I will do six, two. Finish. Oh, but what? You are coming. Don't worry. <laughs> you are coming. Yeah. Because as you add on the years, there are people who do it. But as you add on the years, it's not wise. So you just moderate it according to whatever. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Yesterday, one of our diabetic bishops, we had to just give him a, okay, so do this, do this, but you have to eat. You can't, not the way you have preached. You cannot, mm -mm, you cannot, otherwise you bury the person. Oh, it has happened. It has happened. How many years ago, this Takradi bishop, he went to do 40 days. He finished 40 days and died. One, two years ago. I've forgotten how many years. Two to three years ago. Yeah. He went to do 40 days. He had forgotten that he has passed a certain age. Are you there? There was another guy. He did the 40 days. When he, no, he said he was in 70. When he reached a certain place, a friend of his, and when he was doing it, he wasn't in one place. He was traveling. He was moving around, doing things. He got to a place and a friend of him has met him at the airport and told him, what you are doing? It's, it's not good. I said, I have brought you water. Drink it. The guy finished. He didn't, he didn't even finish the 70. He died. Yeah. So right now is your time. It's your time. You will do three days sparrow. You will do five days sparrow. One day you do seven days sparrow. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. You are because you are also building your spiritual muscles. Yeah. You're also building your spiritual muscles. Yeah. You, are build, you must build it. You must build it. Do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger, the way he used to pump in those days, is how he's pumping now? But have you not seen that he is still in better condition than his age mates who never pumped? Yeah. So you will still do something. You will still do something later. But you are not there. You have forgotten this morning. I proved it to you that you are still children. 26 years and below. You are still children. Are you in the church? Powerful. So the first things when it comes, you do it. You do it. Wow. I'm telling you how to do it properly. How to succeed in what you are doing. The next one. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. We keep on having people saying that, oh, I'm going to do this. We didn't call you because we had nothing to do. Uh -huh. I just have to let you understand it. Everybody is hot. Everybody has things to do. Everybody doesn't have time. Yeah. As I'm standing here, uh, there's a man I have to go and see. He has just lost his mother. 
And this man does so many things for my husband. So many things for me. I should have been there. I'm here. I should have been there. I should have been there. The way the man supports, when I heard the news, I should have been there. But I'm here. So it's not for lack of something to do. Or you don't understand. Yeah. Let everyone hear me. Are your children in the house? Tonight they'll heat up their own supper. Uh, or you have some house help there in the house. Uh. Are you there? So when you come and you say, um, I have a class. I knew that you were going to school. <laughs> I knew that you were working. Hold on. Quiet, please. Quiet. But if you will not be bothered to take some time out, you will never amount to a hill of beans. It's as simple as that. Because there's nowhere in the calendar of life that is labeled at this point, you, can, you are free to serve God. Never in your life, from the cradle to the grave, there's nothing like that. Any time that you will use for God is time you have to take. That's why the Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of it suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Yes. You have to take it by force. So don't do anything stupid. You have an exam, you must do the exam. You can't come and say, oh, because we're going to come. I'll beat you myself. <laughs> Some people who are not here is because of things they cannot help. They can't help it. There are people who have the, they are afraid that they have negotiated after. No, no, the meeting is coming on. And you are the team leader. You must go. You have exam. You must go. Some people came late. They had presentation. You must do. However, those are not everydays. So when it's just an everyday, you make a way. Make yourself available. Make yourself available for a camp. Make yourself available for the work of God. Is it clear or is it not clear? Amen. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying because if you don't, eh, I promise you that it doesn't matter what prayers we're praying, you will not amount to a hill of beans because there's no formalized time schedule for it to happen. Is there a time schedule on your timetable saying, now you can go and visit your sheep? Is there any time like that? It's not there. So if you are going to visit, it's time you have decided to go and do I hope you're understanding the point. Yes. And that's why the Bible says a number of things. Seek first the kingdom. That's why it's saying, try to do what God wants you to do. Do you think there's a time labeled quiet time? The easiest thing to skip in your life is your quiet time. Yeah. You must make yourself available to do. Yeah. Availability is one of the major qualifications for anything you want to do in the house of God. Availability. Well, are you there? Yeah. And you see, I also need to tell you that we are not stupid. Uh -huh, I have to say it. Because of the answer that you give us, you, the answer means that you think that we are fools. That's why you are telling me that you have what? I told you today, some people said they were not coming because they didn't have money. We are aware that everybody doesn't have money at this time. Ah, generally it's like that. It's like that. But if we don't do it now, soon we cannot do it. Because as soon as the semester goes on, yeah. You come and tell me you have lectures. Of course you have lectures. Ah, if you are not a student, what I mean? Of course. <laughs> but it is also a truth that you don't go to the lectures 100%. It's also a truth. It's also a truth. It's also a truth. Yeah. So, to make yourself available, every single other day, go to lectures. Every single day that's not a camp, go. Every single day that's not a something, go. So that when, because your classmates don't go to everything. So for you, you see what happens is that you, when your classmates are fooling, you're also fool. That's why now when we say that we are having a camp, they are like, oh, I cannot come. And I'm saying, don't fool. Do everything. You are always there, always there, always there. So that Two, three days, you can take it. There's a camp in Mampo. You can take it. I hope you are getting the point. You, you need wisdom to make yourself available. 
those of you that I can't understand, if I knew who you were, I'll use your face to clean the floor. And the ones who call home and say, uh, they say we are going for a camp. Uh, we are going for that. I, if I knew who you were, your hair, I'll use it to mop the floor. Because your intelligence is as small as that. Your intelligence, I'm telling you that your brain is a bad brain. Have you seen chicken? Have you seen the size of the head of the chicken compared to the body? Some chicken brains, when they tell you that you are chicken brains, an insult, but I'm insulting you. Your brain is the brain of a chicken. Which parent in their right mind will send their child to school and that their child will call and say, I'm going to a camp and the parents will say, go. Which, child, which, which parent in their right mind? Ah, you cry. I will not tell my child to go for a camp. Ah, that they have to go to another place that you don't know. And uh, what, what friend for? What for? No, what friend? Uh, I am going. Somebody saying even pastors' children they are not allowing them to go. So if there's any part of your brain that works. 90% of the things you do, your parents don't know. They have no idea. Sit down. Sit down. When you are on campus and you take your leg at 11 p.m. to go and sit in the room of a boy, that your parents know. Foolish girl. Foolish girl. Do they know? Do you call and seek permission? There is more danger in that room than here. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> ah! Are you there? You take the phone. Oh, mommy, as I'm going right now, I'm actually walking towards this room. I'm going to be sleeping there tonight. Foolish girl. <laughs> and there won't come. And there won't come. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. No, it's true. Are you here? Yeah. But when it comes to the things of God, suddenly you lose your mind. That's why I said, if I knew who you were, your hair, I'll use it to clean the floor. It's not everything that we say. It's not everything that we say. And you should know it. That's why you must get the book Wise as a Serpent and read it. It's a maneuver. I have three sons. I don't know everything about them. I know them. We are friends. Which I don't know. And it's just for my sanity. It's good. I don't know. For my own sanity. Now we were sorry. Ah, they said they are taking us to some place. Sit down. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Today's Ghana. In today's kidnapping Ghana. Today's road that this and that and that and that happened. You are just waking up the normal fears of a parent. It's normal. Just put it aside. It's just another day in life. And do what you are doing. Ah. If you, re you see, it's God you don't want to serve. But if you really wanted to serve God, I won't have to tell you what to say and what not to say. And some of you young ladies who call home and talk to your mother about everything, be careful. Be very careful. Because you will marry and you will take that same behavior into your marriage. And you will spoil your home. No, no, no I'm serious. I have seen homes destroyed over this. Yes. Because Every parent, whatever you say, you're partial to your child. Whatever you say, you're partial. So when you start calling, you start calling. I know a silly young lady like that. She called. He's still not come back from work. Well, before you married the guy, the guy had a checking job. You knew it. You knew it. When they had the first child, the mother came. She started saying some things. She started saying some things. Ah, is it looking after you that can't look after you? Yes. 
the woman began to dictate things based on what the daughter had t- t- told her. The guy would check. He used, his, he, was, he used to service the machines in hospitals. So he had to go to the hospital. So he'd come at any time. He'll come. When the mother-in-law was not there, there was peace. He started, when he gets home, they told him that those who wanted to eat, they were at home by eight. <laughs> I'm telling you, in his own house. <laughs> Quiet, la. Because of a foolish daughter. Foolish girl. Eventually, the mother, she did that. The girl, one day, she just got up. <laughs> she just got her picked her two children. She didn't even close the door, left the house. She has left the marriage like that. Yeah. It is today she has understood that she was a fool. But it began by that everything. So, out of habit, and yeah, today I'm cooking this, and tomorrow I'm not saying don't chat with your mother. Please use your brain. Why are you here? Ah. Use your brain. You've got a brain. There are so many things to talk about without getting into certain other areas. So many things. So many things. Amen. But you put your parents in a tight corner. When you wake up and you tell your parents that you are coming down this miserable road. Hey. In the night. They will like when they ask you where. Look at the name too. Of Fuase Kokobe. Like a hefa. Where? Where? <laughs> Where in the world is that? And then I say, <laughs> Amen. Are you in the house? So if, so if you really plan to make yourself available, some things you won't do. You go and ask your lecturer for permission to go to a camp. You're out of your mind. When will the answer to that question ever be yes? Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So these are things you take by force. I will serve God. And with a combination of wisdom and power, you will be able to do it. Yes. If you are very wise, just maneuver. You are able to do it. Amen. Hmm. You see, if you are doing something in the church, you must also see that the thing you are doing craves some time. Give it the time that it needs. Yeah. That's all. Make yourself available for it. They shouldn't have to be begging you to go to a center meeting. Please ask your neighbor, are you the one of those that they have to beg you? (laughs) Number five. Quiet, please. Number five. Make sure, ensure that you have a financial input into the church. Very, very important. Why? Because of Luke twelve thirty four, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Some of you are struggling with the work because your heart is not in it. As soon as your heart comes into it, you will not have any struggle at all. Amen? There are some people when you say come, they never struggle to be there. Their heart is there. When you say church, their heart is there. It's not a problem. So if you are struggling and you are oh, and you are ah, and your treasure is not there. So your heart is also not there. Are you there? If you don't commit yourself financially, you are not committed at all. You are not committed at all. So let me announce here. These centers that go and do offering and bring offering less than one CD per person. Some of you, you are going to start to stand in your church, in your center. Because we will, I will forbid them to pay for your chairs. Ah, you don't want to stand there and take an offering. Whose money should we use to pay for your chairs? Mm-hmm. It's a question now. You don't know that we rent the chairs and that we pay the motor king that goes around, we pay him every single week. Some of you tell, tell you the chair is here, you can come for it. Because when I look at your offering, I know the best one. <laughs> I know, let me ask, whose own should we use to collect your chair? 
<laughs> oh, my people, they don't have money. Have you seen the betting place opposite our church? Have you seen it? It's open every day. Who is there? They are different people, and they are not from this earth. Eh? You are the one who is afraid of money things. Because you don't pay your tithe, so you can't ask. You can't collect. No, no, no. If you are a tither and you have been blessed by tithing, you will never be embarrassed to talk about it. You will never be embarrassed. It will not be hard for you at all. Yeah. But because you don't tithe, there are portals in your tithing. Out of 12 months, you tithe six. Hey. Amen. You see, when you are doing something, the ministry is free. But the getting of the ministry there is not free. Yeah, that's why the Bible is the one that says money answers all things. If you want to take a message from here today, you must sit in a car. You must, yeah, money is needed to do things. So, you stand and you take an offer. You're not stolen the person's money. It's not going into your pocket at all. And that's why you should even be strong to, to even take it. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, if you have been blessed by giving offerings, you will, it will never be hard for you. Because you know that as you open that door, you've opened the door of blessing over the people. Yeah. Hello. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I have gone to a village. I remember I was preaching in the village in Tamale. It's not in Tamale, on the outskirts of Tamale. And I'll never forget the day I was preaching. We, had, we didn't have a church building anywhere. We're outside. And a storm was gathering. The rain hadn't started coming yet, but the storm was gathering. Then I remember in the middle of the preaching, when a lady, these are people in the village, they, don't, they have a Muslim background, but they've come to believe Christ. And the lady put up her hand. She said, then she said to me that the storm is gathering. Can they pay their offering now? If they pay, so that if the storm should come, we'll just scatter. Yeah. In other words, the money as we have brought it for God, we can't carry it back home. So please, as you are preaching, can you pause so that we'll take the offering now in case the rain comes before we get to that place in the service. She must have understood something you don't understand. She must have understood. Yeah. When I'm taking offering, I'm not shy at all. And I'm not shy because that's not, that's not what is feeding me. Your money is not what was used to buy my car. No, no. My salary is fixed. So as we have come here, it's not like, okay, now, then please count the number of people. I'll be receiving some 10 cities per head, 10 cities per head, and to let the people be a lot. No, there's nothing like that. In fact, even what is supposed to be given to us as gifts, it's not given to you. As you no, no, no. You have your salary, that's all. With food and raiment, they will be content. No problem. Are you there? So you need to understand that something because I know that the likelihood that you will build a house in this Ghana in which we live in, it's close to zero. No, it's true. The money doesn't have, you don't earn enough. So therefore, the way that you will do it is through your offerings. Acts 10, the house of Cornelius. Acts 10, start from verse 1. Verse 2. He was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. He looked and he was afraid. He said, what is it, Lord? He said to him, thy prayers and thine alms, that money that you have been given, they have come up for a memorial before God. The thing that you have been doing is a memorial. When God looks, he says, I have to do something about this guy. It's a memorial. A memorial. So you may think it's nothing. You may think it's not important, but it's very, very important. Sometimes it's on the basis of that that God will, will say, look, go and do this. Yes, go and do this for this person. Go and solve this. The things that he's doing, it has come up as a memorial. It's talking here. It's speaking here. Wow. Unless you don't believe it. Unless you don't believe it. Yeah. Unless you don't believe it. Are you there? Yeah. So pay your tithe. 
Hey. I don't know how you live without paying your title. When you feel they come and stand there, you are broke. What else will you be? You should be broke. If you are not tied that dear, this is Ghana. You are using normal Ghanaian mats. That's what's working for you. <laughs> wow. Number six. Learn to handle people. Learn to handle people. First Timothy 3, 2 and 3 says, a bishop. You see, a bishop is just a shepherd at another level. So by the time he gets there, he must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy for filthy locker, that is not looking for money, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. I want to ask you a question. So until he becomes a bishop, he can be misbehaving. No. No. So you start early. You start early to learn how to handle people. And I have to say to you that some of you, I don't like how you handle people at all. I don't like how you push them. I don't like how you relate to them. I don't like how you talk to them. Some of you, I don't like how you look at them. Excuse me. Are you fighting? Are you fighting? Hey. And you see, until you have loved the person, you can't blast the person. You can't throw your weight around like that. Uh-huh. You can't throw your, your weight around like that. There are things I can say from my pulpit and get away with it. You go and say it. You spoil your thing. Yeah. Amen. So learn how to handle people. And I can tell you that people are very difficult. Yes. You see. But don't be angry because you are there. You are also one of them. Very difficult. Well, they're very difficult people. Come to a camp that will help you to do your work. I have to beg you. Hmm. Very difficult. Yeah. Hmm. Are you there? Why am I saying this? So when you are also dealing with a difficult person, just say, hmm. that was me some time ago. Hmm. Uh-huh. It will help you. Just, hmm. I can remember. Yes, so, hmm. I remember what it was like when I used to dodge. Hmm. So you make an excuse for the person. Yeah, you can. After all, you were like that too. But God has had patience, so had patience. After you became a believer, cry you were masturbating, son. You have been a Christian for eight years before you stopped. Now, when your your member is confiding in you, you are behaving as if he or she is a very bad person. It's quiet. No, it, I'm saying it. Christians are very wicked people. Very wicked. Somebody has fallen, the person is pregnant, you behave in a certain way. Look at your face. It is somebody, you have not met that type of person. That's the only thing. It's not that you are any righteous person. Kai! You're what? You're what? <laughs> you have just not met a certain. God knows that you, you will fall flat. But oh, it's not just, it's not even just pregnancy that you would be doing. You would have aborted, you would have done worse. You. So he just didn't allow that child to come by you because he can see how flat you'd have fallen. So, Pastor, are you saying that they are doing well? Where's your head? Let me bring it. I have to put you in Isaiah. I'm saying that learn how to handle people. It takes something to handle a person, to let the person know that this thing they did, it wasn't right. But let's keep walking. Let's keep walking. Let's keep, keep moving. You don't delete people like that. You don't delete. If God was deleting people, you, will you be here? Huh. The way you are. <laughs> Amen. Eh? Are you with me? Learn how to handle. Now, there are also some things you need to know. Sometimes the reason why people don't obey you is because, number one, of how you have put the thing there. For instance, I told them on Monday that we'll be meeting on Saturday. They won't remember. So tell them on Monday. Remind them on Wednesday. Another reminder on Thursday. Another reminder on Friday. And on Saturday morning, be ready to call them. That's human behavior. That's how to handle human beings. But to come and say, media, I told them oh. I told them oh. Oh, I just made one call. No, 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 no. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You put it on the page on Monday, but did they read it? 
Are you with me? You yourself, as you are there, you know, you don't read the page yourself. You. you. Hey. Mercy. Amen. When you see us putting things on the thing, and there's a reason. If you just write the message like that, the temptation to read it is not there. But you, you read that one. Then when you are sending your message, you just send a flat message. A dry message. This and this and this. We shall meet on this day. <laughs> bah. And you send it there. Bah. See you there. M- meeting at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Bah. Prayer meeting. 5 o'clock. Bah. Meanwhile, you, they have sent you a decorated meeting. You didn't feel like messy, but because of when you saw something, hey, what are these flowers? What are these pictures? So you opened. But with your sheep, you won't do. Learn how to handle people. Oh. Learn that that's how people are. Amen. Oh, my people, I told them about the camp. You told them, and then what? When you finished tolding them. <laughs> Call them one by one. If there are a lot, that's why you should have people assisting you. That's the use of the, as the people there. Whether it's a basenta leader or it's a basenta minister, that's their use. Day to day, should call some. Then the person says, I can't come. Why can't you come? Because this, 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 this. You say, oh, Charlie, you can make. Now, when you cannot handle, then you pass the person on to somebody a bit more skilled than you. Or somebody, maybe not even more skilled, but with a better relationship to the person. Yeah, there's a certain guy. I told Pastor Sean, please, so when you are done, can you please call this guy? Sort him out. Mm. Amen. Amen. Are you in the church? People handling skills. Just handle them a little, a little. Then there are also another group of you. You are so gentle that you are useless. What is the use of a leader who will not lead? What's the use of a leader who will not say something and expect it to be done? What's your use? What's your use? Some of you are saying that, oh, the people will be offended. You don't want to lead. And you always want to have a good face. Kind face. You are a useless leader. Any leader, any leader who is afraid to talk to your people and to put them say, no, this is not the way you do things. It's not right. You can't say it. You are useless. You are useless as a leader. Not as a person, as a leader. Your leadership is very useless. Hmm. Let me tell you, you're on a page. You have done that and that. I remove you from the page. I don't care how offended you. Be offended. Why are you offended? Why are you offended? If it was of any precious good to you, when you were on it, you would have said something. Because it doesn't mean anything to you. Then you are there that, oh, if I remove them, they'll be offended. Nonsense. It's your leadership. <laughs> hey. <laughs> are you there? Let me tell you something. Let me give you a leadership key. If there's somebody under you that you cannot call, or you can call, the person will not come. I don't think that person should be under you. I don't think so. Because I don't understand what your leadership is worth. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't. That's why when I call a camp and you don't come, you can't be a leader. Oh, not at all. You can be a work, you can be anything, do anything, but a leader, but you cannot be. So let me just say it for you to understand. If I call you, you don't come. You can't be a leader. You can, you see, when I see, you see, I think what's confusing is that when I see you, I'll still smile with you. I didn't say we cannot be friends. Oh, ah, we are not fighting. I'm just saying that leader working with me. No, it cannot be. It's not a quarrel. Am I quarreling? We're not quarreling. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I don't accept it. And you should not accept it either. You shouldn't accept it. If the person has a genuine reason, the person will let you know that, oh, this and that. That's why I even told you some people are not here. It's a genuine reason. But some people are not here. And it's a foolish reason. All of them, by the end of this camp, they are church members, but they are off the page. No, no, be happy in the church. You can even turn cartwheels on the, on the turn cartwheels up and down. But leaders page, no. So they will not continue fighting. Amen. Amen. So let me tell you something. You have a center leader. Your center leader calls you. 
you answer. You are a basanta overseer. You basanta overseer, so you better up your game with your leadership. And you better get your ministers to do what you want, otherwise you are the ones I will delete. Ah. No, because I don't understand your use to me if you cannot do the job. Yeah, I don't understand. The church has come to a size where one person cannot handle. So I need a person to be there. One person to every member, one person. So if you can't do it, move. I'll get another leader to do the work. That's it. I watch on the page as they're almost begging people. It's almost time. Hurry up and come. Only I can. You don't know that it's almost time. Are you a baby? So if we are now waking you up as Basenta leaders and Basenta ministers, what should we be doing with the children? What should we be doing with the members? Those who don't even know they are left from their right, they don't even know if they are saved or not. What should we do with them? When we have to chase Barne. Then they have to call you to wake you up on a Sunday morning. Ah. From today, everybody in this meeting, you are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for yourself. We have finished waking you up. You are responsible to wake yourself up and get, we have sheep to go and look for and bring. We can't spend our lives walking around these few sheep. It's your last. It's your last. No center directors to go on the page. Are you awake? What do you mean? You should be awake calling the sheep. Ah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Amen. Hmm. When we are going to have meetings, then they have to take phone and be calling you. Why? Why? Are you a child? You don't know that there's a meeting. Put it there and attend the meeting. Hmm. <laughs> you will fall in the soup right now if I start asking where your people are. And whether you are able to bring your people to church. <laughs> you fall into the soup right now. Are you there? <laughs> ah. Anybody you are calling, they don't pick the phone. The next time you see them, you dress them from head to toe. I will not fault you either. You are very rude. Yeah. yeah. Some of you, as you are here, when they were calling you, you were doing things with your phone. It's your last though. Because that's your behavior. You are now going to repeat with the sheep you are calling. You are now going to repeat. Times ten. The one call that you didn't pick, they there are ten of yours, they'll not be picking. No, it's not a case. So I'm just telling you that this is the reality. This is what you have done. So you suddenly be there, they are saying that they are not minding me. They are there. You sow the seed. Are you there? Just stop those behaviors. Just stop it. Stop it. We have things to do. You are supposed to send information, send data, count. Just do it all. Just do it. You see, this church that we are in, by the grace of God, eh, you see, some things, when you have a church in town, you have a mix of people. Some people haven't gone to school so much and things, and they find some things very difficult. Counting, writing is difficult. But by the grace of God, this church, we don't have that problem. So, Isn't there something wrong? You have gone to school. 
<laughs> you don't, most of you don't belong to the BBT generation. BBT is born before technology. You were all born after technology. And you are supposed to finish something and fill a form. And we ask you to fill the form immediately after the meeting. And you want to fill it tomorrow. In Kebo, Wabaakwe. We will meet. We will meet. What does that mean? I mean, what does it mean? How can it be too much for you to open your phone and fill a form? Or get somebody who's there with you? To, I, I don't get it. And you call yourself somebody heading for a degree or something. Hi. It is because you think it's not important. And because you think the people asking you to fill the form are very stupid people. That's why you think that when they ask you to fill it today, I'll do it tomorrow. You don't have what? My what way? You don't have data saying when you are ready to masturbate and watch your pornography, do you ever say you don't have data? That one cry you have been downloading by, by gig, by gigabytes. When you want to watch your movies, do you say you don't have data? Ah. Don't let me deal with you roughly. It is only, it's only a form. It takes a few minutes and a little discipline. Open it. Fill it. You don't have data. Please, hotspot me. Eh? Done. That's all. That's all. Don't make easy things difficult. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. How do we get into all this anyway? People handling skills. You ask somebody to help you fill the form once, they don't do it twice, they don't do it. Change. You are probably know some people are there, they don't, they can't fill forms. I have people in my office, they can't count. I have people I work with, they can't count. They can't count. I won't fight with you about that. I'll get somebody who can count to do the counting. One time I asked them to count some books. I was there, one week passed, they have not finished. Two weeks passed, they are not finished. It took about four weeks when the thing came full of mistakes. A year later, I got another person to do it. The books were even more. It was done in two days dead. Everything presented, numbers, figures, everything set. Blah. So I will not struggle with the others. They also have what they are good at. The walking and the moving and the talking and the selling. And the, they, that's their strength. But this counting. One day, <coughs> I went somewhere with two of my sanguine guys two sanguine guys many years ago. I had only 32 books. Mm. I had 30 books. And it was the launching of a book, so we had put them on a stand. And I just wanted to be sure of the number of books I had. So when I put it there, I left them to go and see whether it was time to carry them in and where we'll put it. And I told the two guys, Charlie, please, count so we are sure. When I came back, one said it's 28, the other said 32. I said, oh, wait there. <laughs> Where well, there is not their fault. So I have looked at the sanguines in my team and asked them to count. 30 books they couldn't count to. One said 28. The other one said 32. <laughs> Plus 2 minus 2. <laughs> but, I, but I just acknowledge that, no, 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 I've given the wrong job to these guys. These guys, their work, their job is to open them up and be talking and be convincing people. Uh -huh. Not counting. No, somebody has to count. That's why I said, look at these people. Amen. So it can be that maybe you have given a task that the person doesn't have the ability to do. Are you with me? Get somebody who can do it easier. Get someone who can do it easier. Amen. True or false? Let's continue. Learn how to preach and teach. I've told you that one again. It's there. The next one. Be interested in evangelism and get all those under you to be interested too. Be interested in evangelism. Without evangelism, the church will not stand. And you can see churches empty in everywhere. Even charismatic churches empty because they won't win souls. We've been on that the whole day today. Matthew 18, 12 says, How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep 
and one of them be gone astray. And that he not leave the 99 and go into the mountains and seek that one which has gone astray. So all the unbelievers, they've gone astray. You must want to go and bring them back. Number nine, learn some organizational skills. <laughs> learn to organize things a bit. You might want to start with your own life. The reason why they have to wake you up is because you, haven't, you can't organize your life to wake up. <laughs> the next one, number 10, learn how to visit. Learn how to visit. Number 11, catch the spirit of our prophets. Catch the spirit of our prophets. And, but this is not my mother church. If I knew who you were, I'd drown you in water. <laughs> Why? Because you can pick up the spirit of anybody that you want to do what that person does. Numbers 11, 24, 25. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke and took the spirit that was upon him and gave it to the 17 elders. Are you there? And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Earlier, in, I, I believe it's in this, um, in, it's, it's 17, Numbers 11, 17, where it says that I will come and I will take of the spirit that is upon you and put it upon them. Are you seeing it? Why? Because it makes you have the same vision and do the same work. And churches are very, very different. Ministries are very different. Amen? But when you have the spirit that's in the house, it's easier for you to do the things that are being done in that house. Next one. Ensure that your relationship with the opposite sex is, sex is wholesome. It's wholesome. First Timothy 5. 1 to 2. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity. So let your relationships be wholesome. What's a wholesome relationship? Let it be healthy. Yeah. Let it be healthy. Much as we don't have restrictions, we don't say don't hug. I mean, there's a way that you can behave that's not nice. It's not, it's not wholesome. It's not wholesome. It's not wholesome. Some of you, those late night visits you do, very questionable. The next one. Learn to be loyal. First Timothy 3.8. Deacons, these are all groups of leaders. Likewise, must be men of dignity, not double-tongued or addicted to much wine. Double-tongued. You come and say, oh, it's fine here. Then you go to your man. These people cry. Why? <laughs> Number 14. Strive to be financially stable. Strive to be financially stable. Some of you are very careless with money. It's not a good thing. Yeah. When you are broke all the time, sometimes because of how you handle your money, the little that comes, how you handle it. <laughs> financially stable. Is it possible to be financially stable? It is. It is. Amen? Are you there? Mm. People who are unstable in one area of their lives are likely to be unstable in others as well. So, try to be stable in your financial dealings. Number 15, impart a vision to those you are responsible for. Proverbs 29, 18 says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. If you don't talk to the two or three people who are under you, if you don't try to talk to them to be permanent and to flow and this is what we are trying to achieve and this is where we are trying to go, you will, you will, you will lose something. You will struggle a lot because you haven't imparted the vision. That's why I've told the choir, I'm looking for a choir of 200 people. It's what I expect of them. Are you getting it? So you too, when you have somebody, you tell them, Charlie, bring another person with you. That's how the thing grows. But when you said nothing, it will be like that. Uh, it will be like that. Uh. So whether by center or by center, you want to 
have a vision and share it with your people. Stand to your feet for a while. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Father, we thank you.